Hi, I'm Darby B, and you are listening to the Alive Within channel, episode 12, When Someone Else is Wrong. I want to thank you for taking time to make yourself a little better today and choosing to be alive within. I'm your host, Darby B. I'm a mother to four teenage girls and one boy. I love creating, and I'm a certified life coach. I focus on helping young adults to make life decisions. I teach you how to manage your mind and emotions so you can tap into what being alive within really is. Hello, everybody out there in podcast land. It must be in the air because I see fellow coaches talking about this topic on social media right now quite a bit. But I really enjoy talking about being wrong because. I'm in this pool all the time. I'm also in resistance to it often. I don't like being wrong. I know most people really enjoy being wrong, but I don't. (laughs) I'm joking. I know that being right is a natural function of the brain, and the brain wants to avoid being wrong. That's just the brain doing its job. When we're quote-unquote wrong, The brain deems that as a threat to our safety and finds ways for us to be right. It then goes searching for evidence why we are right. What's wrong with being wrong? You may be thinking to yourself, I don't know that I mind being wrong. I typically will correct myself if I know I'm wrong. Otherwise, the only times I argue my point is when I know I'm right. Or you could be thinking, yeah, I often fight being wrong. I can totally see that. I have had both of these thoughts. Have you ever tried to play matchmaker and tell your single friend about your other single friend and try to get them to go on a date? Let's say they decide to go with it and they go on the date. It doesn't typically work out and we know this, but when things don't work out, if I'm being honest with myself, I'm a little disappointed. I'm disappointed that they didn't decide that they were right for each other because I wanted to be right. One night in the kitchen, my husband said to one of the kids, go get the Worcestershire sauce. I think that's, (laughs) I don't even know how to say it now. Anyway, I told him it's pronounced Worcestershire sauce. And we bantered a little bit back and forth, but then it was off to the Googles. My husband left the room because he had to look it up and know that he was right before he brought it back. When he came back to the room, he had this little boy grin and said, oh, listen to this pronunciation. I honestly was a little let down. Mostly we were giggling about how I wanted to pronounce it, but I wanted to be right. And that kind of thing happens all the time. Why are we willing to get into an argument with someone over being right? Why do we think it matters? We often realize later that it didn't matter. Sometimes we try to prove that we are right and we get so frustrated because the other person doesn't agree. We try so hard sometimes to convince them that we are right and why they should see it our way. Who is right? Who's wrong? What is right and wrong? For example, I think it's wrong to flip someone off. How do we know I'm right about that? We don't. I've met plenty of people who think that flipping someone off is fine or even somewhat playful. 
Just look at TikTok, for example. You can get a lot of ideas. We get to decide what we think is right and wrong. I like my thought about not flipping people off, so I keep it for me. I want to keep allowing my urges to flip someone off without taking action. I also want to teach my children to think that way as well. I think the same about punching people in the face. Some people do that for a living and you can even watch it on TV. Do I think that they are wrong people for doing that? No. It's a no for me and will always be a no for me. Have I had the urge to do it? Perhaps. I still want to think that it's wrong and allow the urge without an action. It works for me and it's in alignment with what I've chosen to have as my standards. You may wonder, how do I let go of a thought like going to college is the right thing to do? Going to college is only the quote unquote right thing to do because the collective believes it to be that way. It's a little bit cultural here in the United States, at least, that you should go to college after high school. It means that you're successful. It's a very popular opinion. But I know a lot of people who didn't, and they are amazingly successful. They're kind, and they're absolutely enough. I also know people who did go to college, and the career that they're in and successful at and loving has nothing to do with the degree that they got. What do all of these people have in common? They did what was right for them, and they never looked back. Well, actually, I know some people who have looked back, but I wouldn't recommend that. This is where I teach people to make decisions from, knowing what's right for you. We all inherently know what we do and don't want, what we do and don't like. But I find that a lot of my clients are out of touch with their mind management and have the inability to listen to and discover what's going on within them. I've been there myself. Take, for example, diets. Everybody's listening to what's popular or what everybody else is saying about what's working with diets. This is my favorite way to explain right and wrong. Low fat foods were right and high fat foods were wrong at one point. There was science. It was proven. They were right. Then counting calories is right and low fat foods were bad for you. Then they announced that eating egg yolks was bad. And now natural foods are and natural and whole foods are good. Who knows? Is wine good or bad? Is caffeine good or bad? Is chocolate good or bad for you? It seems to flip flop so often. What's right and wrong are people's opinions about things. Some of you might say, yeah, but there's research that backs it up. And what I have learned about research is that it's always transitioning and we are always in a learning state. It's right for the moment, maybe, and we learn more and something is more right than it used to be. It's just interesting. I personally like to go at a diet based on what's right and wrong for my body. I've recently learned how to do this in great detail, and I just love it. There's not a one-size-fits-all if you haven't figured that one out yet. There are strategies that work often and for most people, but only you can experiment with your body to know what's right, wrong, good, and bad for you. How about what's right and wrong morally? 
what if I do something that I believe to be morally wrong? I think it's wrong, for example, to close off to my partner or to be verbally abusive. I think it's right to do your best to talk it out as compassionate as possible and accept some discomfort. I want to keep thinking and believing that because it serves me and my relationship the very best, it seems. I still fall short of that sometimes. So does beating myself up about that make me do it better next time? Probably not. In fact, if I do it that way, which I've tried, I've probably just finished beating myself up about how I approached the previous argument wrong and judging myself. By the time the next disagreement comes up, I'm in a super calm, cool, and collected place. Hardly. I'm still wounded in a sense. And if anybody touches that wound at this point, it's super tender if you get my drift. So let's talk about being wronged when you believe that there's a right way to do something and you've done something contrary to that. I have a mentor, Jody Moore, who teaches about guilt and shame. So I'm adapting this from what I've learned from her around this topic because I just love it. Guilt is an emotion and shame is an emotion. Guilt is one that can be useful. And I think that shame is not an emotion that serves us. When I do something like close off to my partner, I feel guilt. It's not because I did that thing. It's because of what I think about my action. I think that closing off to my partner is wrong. So I feel guilt because I think it's wrong to do that. Not because I closed off, but because of my thoughts about doing that. And I think it's wrong. Having guilt around things is okay and useful. I want to have that so I know when I'm out of line and it helps me to stay in line with my values and who I want to show up in a relationship as. It's a good reminder for course correction. Shame, on the other hand, is a sneaky stinker and comes after guilt, in my opinion. If we feel the guilt, then turn it into shame by beating ourselves up, it becomes an enemy and doesn't drive us to course correct because we're too busy judging ourselves, self-loathing, and so much more. I've been there, and I know you have too. Shame is not useful. Shame is when we think we're wrong because we did wrong. Shame is when we think we're bad because we did something we knew was wrong. I'm here to break the news to you guys. We're all supposed to be wrong and do it wrong at some points. We're going to do it wrong often. Welcome to being human. I'm not saying that we want to justify doing things that are against our beliefs, values, and standards. I've honestly heard a few college students say, well, I'm supposed to mess up because it's part of my growing up and it's how I learn. My problem with that is they say it more as an excuse beforehand rather than a compassionate, loving thought of forgiveness after they've done their best and still fallen short. I don't condone justifying a bending of standards. I think it's more useful to go headfirst into life with the intent to do our best. I think it comes down to where the thought is placed. I find it the most powerful to get clear about who we are as soon as possible. Know what we want to stand for, what we want as values, and do our best to live up to that personal integrity we choose. We want to strive valiantly to do our best. But when we do wrong, 
We need to be compassionate to ourselves. We want to remember that our worth is still intact. We are still of infinite worth as a human. Then move on with what we've learned and our plan to be sure to avoid the same mistake or wrong again. Now to talk about when someone else is wrong. I just walked you through a whole process of being a human that tells us that a part of the journey and the process of life is to be wrong, and that's okay. So if we learn how to have some compassion for ourselves around being wrong, it absolutely helps us without a doubt to give grace when someone else is wrong or when we think someone else is wrong. We can assume that they are like us and they're doing their best. If we notice that they're fighting to be right and we happen to be on the receiving end of that, we can possibly have some compassion for them having a human brain. It's just doing what brains do. It doesn't mean anything about you. We can also wonder if it's possible that they could be right. Leave that possibility open and see what happens. The right and the wrong can often be left alone, and each person can go away respectfully believing that they are each right. And I would even challenge you to get curious about how the other person could also be right if you leave in that circumstance. There's so much compassion in my heart when I can bring myself to this place of curiosity. I also have a higher likelihood of truly understanding. I may still keep my thought but the understanding makes my life so much more peaceful and I can love humans so much more deeply. This same work can be done on ourselves and I recommend that we do it. Get curious about the times when we are wrong, that we don't do it quote unquote right. I sometimes think, I wonder why I did this or I wonder what was going on when I did that or said this thing or that thing and on and on and on. Maybe even the times that we are right, we can get curious. It doesn't just have to be when we are wrong that we get curious. Don't you want to know what's going on in your mind all the time? Know ahead of time that it's going to be hard to go through the discomfort of being wrong and getting into a place of curiosity instead. If this is a new practice for you, then just accept that it's going to be a little bit uncomfortable to begin with. You're not going to be some peaceful angel right off the bat and do it right from this point forward. You're going to get this concept right sometimes and wrong sometimes. And what is right and what is wrong is all up to you and the standard that makes you feel the most alive within. It's totally worth the effort. I promise. Talk to you next time. If you like what you heard here and want to be part of something fun, please subscribe and tell your friends. Be sure to find me on Instagram at Darby B Coaching so you can get all the extras. If you want to know more about optimizing the fun in your life and becoming alive within, go visit my website at DarbyBCoaching.com. You can work with me directly. Goodbye, you amazing person. Become alive.